Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. All right, so I watched the uh, the debate between Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis on, uh, what, Wednesday night. Um, I watched it so you didn't have to. You're welcome, because I'm a giver. So I have some audio, not a lot. I did not pull a lot of audio because I, you know, I know at this point a lot of people don't care. Um, people's minds, I think, are are pretty well made up um, who they're going to vote for. I think that's that's my sense of it. Uh, I don't, you know, now we saw what Chris Christie dropped out, um, and the expectation is that uh, his supporters are going to go to Haley. I guess I don't know. Um, and on Monday, the Iowa caucus is going to be impacted by really, really, really cold weather. There was a lot of snow as well. But also, the you know the caucus process has had a lot of problems in recent years. So I'm not so sure that it... Like this idea, like this is the, the horse race coverage that it just kind of... I, I, I tune it out. This idea, oh, he's got the momentum. Oh, now he has the momentum. Oh, now she has the momentum and all this... Um, it's a lot of times it's just silly and people make all of these predictions based on polling and, and such. You've heard it before. The only poll that matters is election day. So we're going to find out what happens on Monday. Um, it'll be going on, you know, when I'm on the air. So, uh, we won't know who has won at that point. Um, but here is how, let me go to the audio. Here is how the, um, the debate started. Uh, between DeSantis and and by the way, I've said this before. Shame on Donald Trump for not going to any of these debates. Right? You're you're asking for the job. You need to get up there and defend your you defend your record. Right? You that is the, like that's the bare minimum. You 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 go around and do all these town halls and he's doing them because he's leading in the polls. I understand. I understand why politicians do this. And I object to it, especially if you ran for re-election, lost, and now you want to be the nominee again, and you have a record that now people can attack you on, or we can question you on, like, hey, why didn't you do the thing that you said you were going to do, or why did you do this other thing that you said you wouldn't do, right? That's that's bare minimum, and he won't do it. So, I mean, I'm not surprised, but here, all right, so here is, um, yeah, here's how the debate started. I'm also the only one running that has beaten the left time and time again. We beat the teachers union on universal school choice. We beat Soros on crime. We beat Fauci on COVID. We beat the Dems on election integrity. And I beat the left by banning China from buying land in the state of Florida. Now, uh, you know, Nikki Haley is, is running. Uh, we don't need another mealy mouth politician who just tells you what she thinks you want to hear just to try to get your vote, then to get in office and to do her donors bidding. She was in another state and she said the people of Iowa's votes need to be corrected. This is somebody that wrote in her book that Hillary Clinton inspired her to first run for office. I remember Hillary denigrating people on the Republican side as deplorables. We don't need a candidate 
Saturday is going to look down on middle America. Uh, we've had enough of that. You're going to find out tonight that there's going to be a lot of Ron's lies that have happened. There are at least a couple of dozen so far that he's done. So what we're going to do is rather than have him go and tell you all these lies, you can go to DeSantisLies.com and look at all of those. There's at least two dozen lies that he's told about me. And you can see where fact checkers say exactly what's going to happen and exactly why it's wrong. So it will cover the fact that he's only mad about the donors because the donors used to be with him, but they're no longer with him now. And that's because he's upset about the fact that his his campaign is exploding. You're going to see the fact that he has switched his um, policies multiple times, and we'll call that out tonight. But every time he lies, Drake University, don't turn this into a drinking game because you will be overserved by the end of the night. Well, I think this is interesting because uh, you can actually go to rondesantis.com because Nikki Haley has this tactic. If you uh, hold her accountable to her record, first she'll say, I never said that. Well, one good rule of thumb, if she says she's never said something, that definitely means she said. It. And then she'll say, you're lying, you're lying. That means not only did she say it, but she's on videotape saying it. And so we have all the greatest hits. The reality is uh, Nikki Haley is not somebody that has been willing to stand in and fight on behalf of conservatives. You know, she ran for governor saying she was going to do universal school choice and she caved to the teachers union. She didn't deliver that. In Florida, I delivered the largest expansion of school choice in the history of the United States. I beat the teachers union. And you know what the results are? When she was governor of South Carolina, she was rated 50th in education, dead last. You know where Florida is under my watch? Number one in the nation. Your response, Governor Haley? Go to DeSantisLies.com and you can find out for yourself. But why don't we talk about the fact that if we're going to say this, when Ron was representing Florida, he said that he promised not to raise the debt limit when he got to D.C. Yet he raised the debt limit by hundreds of billions of dollars. He used to support Ukraine. He supported Ukraine when President Obama was in office. Now he's trying to copy Trump and saying that he no longer supports Ukraine and doesn't want to give them foreign aid anymore. He also goes and says that he wants to talk about me insulting Iowans. Iowans know when you're telling a joke. The fact that he's only running in one state is not the way you win president. I'm running in all states. But he should tell Iowans why he authored legislation to ban the renewable fuel standard that's so important to Iowans' economy. And the fact well, that he co-sponsored five different pieces of legislation to get rid of it. And also, then he also said he would never do anything with Social Security. Yet he voted three times to raise the return retirement age of Social Thank Security. You, so if you're going to talk about what you said Thank and you, what you did, I think you've got your own explaining to do rather well, than telling gonna, lies we're, about we're, Thank you, Governor. We're going to get to a lot of these issues in the debate. All right. So there, that's how it started. OK. And in case you weren't aware, they set up a website called DeSantisLies.com. And if you weren't aware, you become aware because she says it like 14 times during the debate. It, it got to the point where it became a crutch. Anytime Things got dicey for her. She would just kind of parrot DeSantisLies.com, DeSantisLies.com. It was, yeah, it was kind of sad. It got to be kind of sad there. Um, next question was, does Donald Trump have the moral character to be president?
I think you need to have moral clarity to understand that when you're dealing with dictators in the world, that we always have to fight for democracies and human rights and protecting Americans and preventing war. And so when you look at Donald Trump, I have said, I think he was the right president at the right time. I agree with a lot of his policies, but his way is not my way. I don't have vengeance. I don't have vendettas. I don't take things personally. For me, it's very much about no drama, no whining and getting results and getting them done. So I don't think that President President Trump is the right president to go forward. I think it's time for a new generational leader. I appreciated what President Trump did, but let's just be honest. He said he was going to build a wall and have Mexico pay for it. He did not deliver that. He said he was going to drain the swamp. He did not deliver that. He said he was going to hold Hillary accountable, and he let her, let her off the hook. He said he was going to eliminate the debt, and he added $7.8 trillion to the debt. So we need to deliver and get this stuff done. And I think the difference between uh, Nikki Haley and me, you know, I listened to all that litany of stuff. You know, I debated the governor of California, Gavin Newsom. Um, you know, I thought he lied a lot. Uh, man, Nikki Haley may, gives him a run for his money, and she may even be more liberal than Gavin Newsom. Okay, <laughs> I don't think I don't think she is, but uh, I, I I appreciate a zinger when I hear one. Um, this uh, comment that uh, here, where is it here? To, to, to retribution. The comment that she made there about you know getting vengeance on on, on anybody. This was interesting because at, at his town hall with uh, Fox News, Donald Trump is asked about this line that he's been delivering out on the campaign trail talking about exacting retribution on his political enemies if he wins again and uh, he is asked about this by brett bear a lot of time talking about retribution and so there are questions about how much a second term of a donald trump presidency second term would be about retribution and looking backwards and grievances and how much would be looking forward well, first of all, a lot of people would say that that's not so bad. Look what they did. Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, the FBI Twitter hoax, the 51 intelligence agents hoax, all of these different hoaxes that they did. I mean, you know, a lot of people would say that's probably quite normal. I'm not going to have time for retribution. We're going to make this country so successful again. I'm not going to have time for retribution. Okay, so now no retribution, even though people would say he could do it because of all of those grievances that I just listed, but no retribution anymore. He's not going to have time for it. That's why I say, people, Donald Trump's statements have an expiration date, and it is the period at the end of the sentence. More than any other elected official, look, I get it. Politicians are people. People lie. They say things to win the job, to get elected, to win uh, uh, favor uh, among the electorate. I'm under no illusion about that, but the guy ran on a campaign of lock her up and then was like, well, that was the campaign after he won. He's like, yeah, no, she's a nice person. We're going to, you know, let her skate. I, I like, I, I don't know how you, I don't know how you square that. I've never understood how people square that because they just like him. I guess that's it. He fights. Well, except for not appearing on a stage to fight. Right. And not doing the retribution either. I don't know. I'm not trying to bash the guy. I'm just saying, I don't, I, I don't understand why people, allow him to to get away with some of this stuff that he says um all right so audio from the um from the debate between nikki haley and ron desantis uh let me get to this one because we spent all day yesterday talking about crime and uh you know violence and the riots and all of this um and i thought ron desantis made a uh, a good argument here about how you know when trump talks now about uh, uh clamping down on violence 
I, I don't believe him because he had the opportunity to do so and he did not. Former President Trump suggested that he might try to stop violent crime by deploying U.S. troops to Democratic-run states and cities, something he could potentially do under the Insurrection Act. Is that something that you would do as president? What I would do is, first of all, defund sanctuary cities. It's hugely important that we do that. That's where we're seeing a lot of crime. But the second thing is, our law enforcement is demoralized right now. Because if they go and they arrest someone for having a stolen gun, it's demoralizing when they go through all that effort, put their lives at risk, and then you turn around and let that criminal go the very next day. Prosecutors need to prosecute according to the law. And we've got to start holding them accountable. When we bring law and order back to our cities, then that's when they'll be safe. You don't do it by defunding the police, and you don't do it by just praising the police. You do it by having their backs, making sure we pass the first body camera bill in the country in South Carolina to make sure that law enforcement felt like they could do their job without anyone without feeling threatened about them doing their job but we have to have what? prosecutors prosecuting we have to defund sanctuary cities we have to get these these stolen guns and drugs off the street and the only way we can do that is, is when we empower law enforcement governor no, i just think i mean that, that quote from the president former president trump is a little bit rich because he was president during the worst rioting in the modern history of this country the blm riots in the summer of 2020 When I saw that happening in Minneapolis, in Florida, I called out the National Guard. We had state law enforcement deployed. We said, you're not burning down our cities in this state. And you know what? It didn't happen. He sat in the White House and tweeted law and order, but he did nothing to ensure law and order. As your president, I will never let our cities burn. You have every right to stop this runaway rioting. As president, in fact, you have a duty. Now, uh, Nikki Haley and I have a disagreement on the BLM stuff, too, because she tweeted during this period of time that the death of George Floyd should be, quote, personal and painful for each and every American. But people in Iowa had nothing to do with that, or Florida or South Carolina. She was virtue signaling to the left. She was accepting the narrative, uh, and she was trying to impress people who were never going to like us. I never bought in to going after the police. We back the blue to the hill in the state of Florida. And we're we're, we're about lower crime as a result of that. Thank you. Governor Haley? It's interesting that he did that. He put a tweet that was very similar. But let me tell you why he did that. First of all, we had one of the worst two racial shootings. We had the shooting of Walter Scott, who was shot seven times in the back by a dirty cop. We had a horrific we had a horrific shooting at a church where a white supremacist came in and killed nine amazing souls. BLM. All of that, we never had to deal with riots. We never had to call in the National Guard, Ron, because when we had both of those shootings, we were able to pull people together. We didn't have riots. We had vigils. We didn't have protests. We had prayer. We brought people together. When I said that about George Floyd, when we turned around and had the worst shooting in a religious place that we had seen in this country, Not only did I pass the first body camera bill in the country and keep our state together, not only did I move to bring the Confederate flag down, we came together as a state in prayer and we had no division, no riots, no anything. We didn't need the National Guard because a leader knows how to bring out the best in people. Thank you, Governor. So so she says a leader knows how to bring out the best in people. And I think at one point he responded something to the effect of, uh, you know, good leaders deliver. Like, that's what makes you a good leader is you deliver on the things that you say you're going to deliver on. So anyway, that was the that was the crime 
question. And again, those are legitimate points that Donald Trump needs to answer for. And by the way, also, um, this is probably the last debate of the presidential election. Because I don't see Trump or Biden debating each other, right? Why would they? They refuse to debate their own people. Why would they debate each other? No, we're, we're, we're looking at a geriatric rematch. Did we get the government we deserve? Um, there was also, during, his, uh, during Donald Trump's town hall on Fox, uh, he made this claim, a particularly preposterous claim for anybody that was paying any attention uh, during COVID. Here's what he said. And, of course, Ron DeSantis would, would definitely argue with your uh, characterization of how he handled it. But if you go back and look at the records, you will see that the biggest fan of Dr. Fauci was Ron DeSanctimonious. He was a big fan. He said, I go by exactly, quote, I go by what Dr. Fauci said. He said that two months in all the way through and then eventually changed when it wasn't, you know, that wasn't the dessert of the day. But Ron DeSanctis was a big Dr. Fauci fan and nobody wants to cover that. I say it every time. Mm. Okay, so Ron Ron DeSantis was a big Fauci fan. Okay, so here's an ad that was cut in the 2020 election. And just take a guess who cut it. The president has listened to what I have said and what the other people on the task force have said. The first and only time that I went in and said we should do mitigation strongly, the response was yes, we'll do it. When he suggests, why don't we do this? And I say, no, that's really not a good idea from a scientific standpoint. He has never overruled me. The travel was another recommendation. When we went in and said, we probably should be doing that. And the answer was yes. I've made recommendations. He's taken them. And then another time was we should do it with Europe. And the answer was yes. He's never countered or overridden me. And the next time we should do it with the UK. And the answer was yes. I never, in the multiple times that I've done that, where I said, for scientific reasons, we really should do this, that he hasn't said, let's do it. The first and only time that Dr. Burks and I went in and formally made a recommendation to the president to actually have a, quote, shutdown. The president listened to the recommendation and went to the mitigation. And then there's the picture of President Trump putting the medal around Fauci's neck. That was Trump's campaign ad. Because at the time, in 2020, when he was running for re-election, Donald Trump wanted everybody to know that Fauci was never overridden by him. He wanted everybody to know that he was not, you know, big-footing Anthony Fauci, St. Fauci. So, like, I remember this. I remember the guy dressed up as death trolling the governor of Florida on the beaches. Remember that? Because they had opened up the beaches. Everybody, everybody fell in line with Fauci initially. Everybody did. And then some governors, like in Georgia, right, they were like, no, we're opening back up. Florida, right, when governors started uh, going in different directions, then they started getting attacked by Democrats, by media, but I repeat myself, but also by Donald Trump. He he went after the Georgia reopening. So, like you you can buy into um, you can buy into this if you want to. If the, but like I always say, you, you you can support a candidate. I'm totally fine anybody supporting any candidate they want to. All I request 
is that you don't whiz on my boots and tell me it's raining. That's all I ask. I'm a simple man. I don't like pea-stained boots. That's all. Let me go over to, to uh, what is it, to Dean. Well, I guess, uh, do I have Dean? Hello, Dean. Hello. Welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? Hey, I'm good. What's up? Uh, I had a question. I have a dilemma. Maybe you can help me. Uh-huh. Just is, before uh... the break, you had said you were talking about Biden and Trump, and it was a geritol election. Geriatric rematch. A geriatric rematch. And then you said, well, we get what we deserve. We get the governance. Yeah. So what can I do not to get what I deserve? What can I really do to not get what I deserve? You you can't. That's the whole point of the sentence. We get the government we deserve. You know, how can I change that? Maybe change the way you're behaving, who you're voting for, what your expectations are, that sort of stuff. But the truism remains. So if you want a different outcome, maybe try different things, voting for different people, uh, you know, uh, re-examining positions on issues, that sort of stuff. Well, I, I, I don't, I mean, it's, it's nice that the, theoretically those opportunities exist. So when you, when the candidates are finally picked and you finally decide on you're you're voting you don't have those options you, well you always have options you, you always have options not voting but you know but i so what you're saying is i alone can't do anything but if enough people listen and take that position they can make a change yes that is how democracy works okay so so i'm so we apparently we're in a minority and the majority are getting what they deserve we all are getting what we deserve. We get the government we deserve. I don't deserve that government, Biden and Trump. You don't think you do? I, I deserve something better. Yeah, I'm I sure mean, most people think the that. same. I, but I, I just don't know how to how to uh, you know how to implement that change, other than what I can only do as a single person. Right. Well, what did I just I, say? You know, you re-examine your positions, you vote for different candidates, re-examine ideology, maybe do some volunteering, maybe make donations, maybe run, maybe run for office or something. There, yeah, Whatever you're not doing, do. And whatever you are doing, don't. Sort of like that. Like that's just yeah. a rudimentary. I don't know all the ins and outs of your life, Dean. Uh, like, I, I feel like you're nitpicking on a on, on a truism about getting the government we deserve in order to make a larger point. And yet, as we usually do, we've circled to this question for a good three or four minutes now. And I have no idea what the premise of your assertion is or if you even have one. So can you try I, to do that? I, I don't think I don't think we, we get we're getting what we deserve. You don't? Okay, so see, there you go. So like, so that would have been the way that you start with the with the call. So you could use this tip, by the way, for any phone call. No, you can use this tip for any phone call to any other host, any radio station, and even in your private life, you could just make these uh, assertions rather than asking these questions in such a convoluted, circuitous way that you don't ever arrive at the premise of the of the conversation or the or the assertion until three or four minutes down the road. So, uh, so you don't believe that we are getting the government we. Deserve. I, I I don't I you know yes I don't believe we're I, we're being spoon fed what what we're going to 
what we're going to get. In the end, we really don't have much to say about it. I mean, all I list, do is listen to everybody knock Trump, everybody knock Biden, and then all the other candidates are non-consequential. So, so, and I, I, don't, I don't mean to be scurrying around it, but I just don't, you know, I, I don't know how to, uh, how you can implement it or how you can, you know, uh, suggest that the people are getting what they deserve. We're, um, I, I just, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be convoluted, but I don't think, I, I didn't think that statement was really fair to, to me. No, well, that's fine. You can think that it's not fair. I'm, you, you are perfectly allowed no, to disagree. I, I do. And yeah. I, I, I respect your opinion and everything, too. Yeah. Uh, I, you know. All I try to do is find out what your opinion is. That's, that, that's my frustration when we, we have our conversations, Dean, is that, is that you, you ask all of the questions rather than just coming out fr- up front and saying, here's what I think, and then we can have a disagreement or even an agreement about, about your opinion. But when it's framed with this interrogation-style approach, we spend way too much time, way too much time, <laughs> getting, to the, getting to the point of the disagreement. All right, do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay, so what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply. At CarolinaReadiness.com, whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at CarolinaReadiness.com, veteran-owned Carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out if i say something and you disagree you could totally disagree and then we can have a discussion about pros and cons and the disagreements and all that but the oh it just it gets kind of frustrating sometimes (laughs) just trying to get to the point then i lose the whole segment for example i was going to do this uh we're starting this in the new year so like every week i'm going to do a contestant an entrant uh into the zone of dumbassery here Warning, you're in the zone of dumbassery. Right. And we're going to have a contest for the whole year. Who's the biggest dumbass of the year? So this is from Amendment, uh, or, uh, yeah, Amendment, Writing Our Wrongs. The text of what I'm about to play was written by Stacey Abrams and Ida B. Wells, who I believe is Nicole Hannah-Jones. Or Hannah Nicole Jones, right? The one, the, the one that UNC fired or whatever. Listen, listen to, to this. I'm not going to play the whole thing, and I'm going to give you the words because it's very difficult to kind of hear as they sing it. This is a choir. Oh, and a cellist right there. That's a, our rights depend on whether we live in the right state. On when we were born. Our rights depend on how or how or when our families arrived, on whether we can afford valid ID. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm convinced. On whether that ID matches our gender. <laughs> 
on the lawyers we can afford. On whether the criminal justice system has convicted us of certain crimes under the law. <laughs> A system that targets some of us more than others. This is the next battle for our democracy. All right, so there you go. That's the uh, this week's entry into the dumbassery of 2024. Because uh, last week we had the uh, AP story. Uh, they were the first entrant, and I said, you know, early contender for dumbassery of the year. So we're going to track it. Yeah, we're going to track it, I, say, I think. Why not? And we'll see who wins. It'll be a weekly thing now that we do on Fridays. Ooh, maybe I can get it sponsored. Two six-packs of shiner, 99-cent butane lighter, lucky strikes and a fifth of Patron. That igloo cooler, take a guess at all to do her. I can feel a good one coming on. Throw in Ray Wiley Hubbard, sing along to Redneck Mother. Any blues I had before are gone. Another working week is over, no chance of staying sober. All right, a self-proclaimed eco-sexual took nature loving to the extreme. She's become infatuated with an oak tree. She says it fills her with an erotic energy. She's an, she's an eco-sexual. Mustang followed us down to the lake and didn't have to think about that too long. Skinny dipping in the bright moonlight. Situation couldn't be more right. Sonia Semianovo, she says she's an ecosexual. She finds nature romantic, sensual, and sexy. Imagines the earth as her lover. She is a somatic sex educator in training. She's writing a self-intimacy guide. And she started pining for the, well, the pines, I guess. She's in Vancouver Island, British Columbia. Started back during the pandemic in 2020. And uh, I don't know if she's down with any treesomes, but... It sounds like she might be. All right, I'll see you on Monday. Y'all have a great weekend. Don't break anything while I'm gone.